Dangerous to Go Alone is a member of the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network. Visit brokenjars.xyz to check out all of our amazing content. Welcome to this week's edition of Dangerous to Go Alone. I'm Jay Ray. Forgot my own name for a second. That's my fact. And with me is Amanda. <laughs> and I am wearing a bra that Jay Ray says he's never seen before. <laughs> That's a thing. That's a thing. I botched that whole intro up. But you did flawlessly. Thank darling. you. So we had a week off last week. Not really. We had a lot of work. And um, that's it. I don't got to explain myself to you. Yeah, we were busy. We don't owe you anything. Yeah. Yeah. Punk asses. We are sorry, though, for real. We we meant to, and we, we sort of fucked up. I'm not sorry. Oh, I'm a little sorry because I'm a woman, and we are taught to be sorry for things. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. Uh, we are, this is the week before New York Comic Con. Yes. Um, this is like... I can't even tell you. My seventh year going? Something like that? So I've been going for a long time. Amanda, how many times have you gone? This will be my third, sir. I think, right? Three, yeah. Yep. Three. And um, so we decided next week we'll have like a post-Comic-Con kind of show. Talk about some of the cool stuff we saw. Things that were interesting. Things we're looking forward to. Whatever. Uh, but we decided this week to kind of talk about some different fandom events that we have been to. The goods, the bads, ways to prepare yourself, ways to avoid being bummed out, whatever. You know, just whatever tickles our fancy in regards to those things. Because then, obviously, Amanda and I have had different experiences with these types of events. Um, so without throwing Amanda under the bus, I'll go first. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so... So this is very loosely taking our topic of conversation. Okay. But I I would midnight a lot of movies. Sure. Especially those geek movies. So people dressing up. um, And I got to say, in terms of movies, I showed up too early. (laughs) I showed up at 8 o'clock for a screening of a midnight showing of Transformers 2. Yeah. Movie wasn't worth it. And certainly... My time spent in that line was crazy. I'm really glad I didn't know you then, because yeah. I, I would not have dated you. You would have dragged me to the movie theater at 8 o'clock for a midnight showing of something, and the next day I would have been like, not worth it. <laughs> this guy, not worth it. Well, they didn't do 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock showings then, right. okay? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Is it? Yeah, it's true. Great. Back off. I'm just saying, if I had to stand <laughs> around for four hours to see Transformers 2... When I could have just not stood around for four hours and saw Transformers 2? Well, you know? the key is you wanting to watch the movie, right? I see. I wouldn't ask you to come see a movie you wouldn't want to see anyways. Like Transformers 2? <laughs> I'm honestly thinking about not inviting you to see a Star Wars movie, considering some people fall asleep during key plot points you during a movie that hasn't come out. are never going to let me live out. it down. You remind me, okay? You know what happened last time we were watching Transformers, guys? We stopped the movie. Someone I, was feeling sleepy. I didn't watch Transformers. Sorry. Star I've never Wars. seen Transformers. Don't badmouth me. We did pause the movie because I was feeling sleepy. Your girlfriend is 86 years old. What do you want me to tell you? I want you... Guys, I'm 86 me. years old. She falls asleep. He's really into that, like, granny thing. He's got, like, a granny <laughs> finish. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. You're, okay. Uh, you're, you're a jerk. I'm just saying I'm sorry that I fall asleep. Listen, it's Star Wars. Oh, my God. What do they say in fanboys? It's the wars, bro. Okay? 
Alright, bro. You get up at 5 a.m. And then have to go to a, a 10 o'clock showing or whatever time we went to Star Wars. That's fine. <laughs> it's the wars. Oh, my God. What, how old were you when the last new Star Wars movie came out? What? I wouldn't know that. Right. <laughs> because this is important, Amanda. Anyways, whatever. Okay, your turn. You take it. What lines have you been in that are so interesting that I would kill myself to be in? Yeah, I mean, the, the most stuff that I... I haven't done a lot of, like, nerdy, geeky stuff in the way that you're talking about. But as a, as a teenager, I used to wait at stage doors of Broadway shows a lot to meet actors that, that I really counts. liked. Yeah, I definitely did that. I definitely went to, like, um, various signing events and concerts by famous Broadway stars. It was a thing that I did. Um... What are some memorable moments from those? Yeah, I mean, well, there's some, like, really great moments. Like, can I tell a a very specific story? Okay, so uh, Kristen Chenoweth did a concert at the Met when I was, I don't know, maybe I was 17 or Mm. so. And I went to go see this concert, and afterwards we went to the stage door. And this was kind of a unique experience because everybody who was there was specifically a Kristen Chenoweth fan, as opposed to if you go see a show and I want to meet Kristen Chenoweth afterwards, but you want to meet Adina Menzel because we went to go see Wicked, then... We might be there for different reasons at the stage door. But you're saying because the show Because it was a concert Kristen for Kristen Chenoweth. Everybody there was there and excited to meet Kristen, who, by the way, never came out. Of course, she didn't. Why would she? That would have been crazy. Right. Because everyone at that concert is her fan. Right. Um, anyway, while I was standing there with some of my friends who I had met on the internet as Kristen Chenoweth fans, which is fun, um, Bette Midler walked by. And she, like, brushed past my shoulder as she was just, like, walking through this crowd of people. But it was this moment where, like, I didn't realize it was Bette Midler. Nobody realized it was Bette Midler. That was her plan, like, to just go quickly. And then, like, you know, 15 seconds after it happened, my friend Jenna turns to me and she goes, Was that Bette Midler? And I say, Yeah. Yeah, it was. (laughs) That's pretty good. And then we continued standing and waiting for Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds how that would go. Yeah, it was a pretty funny... Pretty, that's that's my funniest probably stage door moment story I think. Okay, I um, I used to be really big into Kevin Smith. Yeah. And um, I two separate occasions. Once I was at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a panel, I guess. I don't really know what to call it. He talked. It wasn't quite a panel. He just talks. Sure. Part of why I don't like Kevin Smith so much nowadays. <laughs> But um, Brian Quinn of Impractical Jokers, mm-hmm. who I didn't know from Impractical That's Jokers Q. yet, Q, right, okay. uh, was there. And we saw him up in, like, the VIP balcony area. And okay. I saw him, and I was, like, the only one. So I'm sitting in my seat, and I look up, and I'm like, Q! <laughs> and he goes, no! <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, that was pretty great. That's a pretty good moment. Um, and then I was at, and this isn't as special really, but I was at a signing for Kevin Smith's book, Tough Shit, mm-hmm. uh, at the Secret Stash in Red Bank, New Jersey. Um, but it, it was actually the second signing for that book I had gone to. Okay. I went to another signing at a proper bookstore before. Sure. So this time I went and I just had some of his comics signed. Mm-hmm. But they were filming Comic Book Men, which is the show he like produces right. about that store. Um, so Muse was there, Jason Muse. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, he took a picture. Well, 
Me and my brother tried to take a picture of him, but my mom took the picture, so it's blurry as fuck. <laughs> uh, and of course, I got a great picture with my mom and Muse, and she doesn't know shit. Right, right yeah. So hers is all in focus and stuff, and me and my brother look like we're having <laughs> type of spasm. That's um, great. But yeah, there's always some interesting people when you're trying to meet a famous person. Yeah. You know, because like they've got famous friends. Well, I have to say, too, speaking of just famous people, I don't know, we sort of got a famous people tangent, but I. Um, I worked on a show that later went to Broadway, and so I went to visit the cast of that show because they were friends of mine or whatever while it was running on Broadway, and so I was headed to a party with one of them after the show, and um, I walked out of the stage door next to her because I had gone backstage or whatever, um, and it was crazy because, like, everybody wanted her autograph and shit, and she's, like, nobody. Like, she's really not famous. She was famous for being in the show and nothing else at the time. But, like, in that moment of the cluster of people, everybody was telling her how great she was in the show. And I, I felt like I was standing next to fucking Meryl Street. People right. were snag- snapping her pictures. I was like, oh, my God, I'm in these pictures. I, like, hate hideous, you know. It was right. terrible. Um, and then we walked, like, two blocks and nobody knew who she was. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So it's sort of interesting, too. It's, like, depending on the context that these people are in, like, y- you know, it's just, like, a weird thing. Well, so you're right. We are on a tangent because I'm going to keep going now. Okay. Because <laughs> um, in college I was uh, – I worked at the college radio station, so we would go to a uh, convention or festival in the city called CMJ, College Music Journal Festival. Okay. Um, so we'd go for a week or whatever, and we'd learn different like broadcasting tips, and we'd find out like what the new hot upcoming music was to pick up for our station or whatever. So we're walking down, like I don't know, I don't really know sections of New York, but like the village-ish area. Okay. And um, there is an older white man in like a, kind of a shabby looking suit he's got a big old bushy beard mm-hmm. um he's kind of walking you know his head's down whatever could be perceived as just like a sad working man maybe a foreigner homeless possibly i don't know nothing stood out right he walks by and me and my group of friends walk by and then all of a sudden one of my buddies says are you philip seymour hoffman <laughs> and philip seymour hoffman goes yep and then <laughs> we all go Whoa! Oh, and he waves and he walks away. And yeah, that that was so. You're totally right. I don't know what was in his head, my buddy's head at the time, right. to be like to be able to pull that. Yeah, pull him out. Yeah. Visual thing. Yeah. Um, that's crazy because he's dead. He passed away. So that's cool that yeah. you saw him. I yeah. never saw him, and now I never will because he's dead. Sure. Well, you know what? It because you didn't see Twister. I didn't see Twister. Right. Only people who have ever seen Twister have ever actually met Phillips. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. That's very specific. That film was very important to him. I see. It's funny that he said yes. Right. Uh, You could have just played it off, right? Yeah, Yeah. because I was was in the grocery store with Sigourney Weaver once, which sounds like the beginning of a a joke, (laughs) but it's not. I was really in the grocery store with Sigourney Weaver once, and this girl approached her and said, aren't you famous? And Sigourney Weaver just says no and like kept grocery shopping and the girl walked away. It was amazing. Different though, right? What do you mean different? Like if that girl knew who that was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess if the girl had asked, aren't you Sigourney Weaver? Right, it would have been a little different. Yeah, I mean, the girl did persist a little bit. Like she sort of knew who Mm. she was, but she definitely didn't know her name and wasn't necessarily pulling things that she was in. Right. You know, like she wasn't like, weren't you in Ghostbusters or like, you know. Anyway. Yeah, well, I, I also think Philip Seymour Hoffman, and I don't know how to say that guy's name without saying his full name. Yeah, you can't. Great. Philip Seymour Phil. Hoffman was like... My buddy Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Philly boy and me. Uh, 
we had already passed him. So he was like 15, 20 feet away when my buddy was like, hey, are you? So he probably felt safe. Right. He's like, I'm yeah, heading this direction. You're heading in that's this direction. Point. Like, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Siggy was just trying to buy groceries. Um, and then, of course, what? Three, four weeks ago, we ran into Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. Different that was really though. weird. He was surrounded by people. He was surrounded yeah. by people. That was really weird. Yeah. Because, like, I see people in New York sometimes or whatever, but, like, they live there and shit. You right, know what I mean? Right. So, like, it's not, like, too unusual. It's New York. But we were not in New York when we saw Danny no, DeVito. No, we were in Asbury Park. Yeah, it was weird. Um, totally In random. the middle of the day of a very gray, non-beachy yeah. day. Yeah. Super and he was wearing random. a suit. Wearing a suit. He had two cops next to him. He was just kind of walking. That like, was very Wasn't strange. being arrested. Um, yeah, super weird. Anyways. Anyway, <laughs> fandoms. Fandoms. Yeah. Um, so... So I was a sophomore, junior in college, I forget, mm-hmm. um, when I had first gone to Comic-Con, and I was kind of on a whim, just a bunch of my friends were going, I was like, yeah, I'll go. And at the time, it was a, um, it was a three-day show. Okay. Was that Javits? Yeah. Okay. With um, Thursday being a professional day. Okay. So these are people who either run comic book stores or comic book publishing companies. Or writers. Journalists. Or right. Somebody who has a job that has to do with the industry. Got it. Even film people, I'm sure. Sure. So Thursday was for them only. Friday didn't start until noon. Okay. But opened for professionals at 8. I see. So my hashtag awkward girlfriend at the time. <laughs> purchased a VIP pass that had allotted her some of these opportunities. You can have a girlfriend. Are you That's sure? In fine. the past, I can have a past girlfriend? I don't know. You can have a past girlfriend. Um, just checking. Yeah. Okay, so. It wasn't me, guys. It wasn't is what Is what Jay Ray's saying. So she had purchased a VIP pass. So she had gone on Thursday. Oh. Yeah, uh, because. you could just purchase one? But they were super limited. Like, okay. now there's a lot of VIP passes. Like, they were, like, very, very limited. Man. And she spent a butt ton of money on them. She's cooler than me, for uh, sure. She is not, though, because your down-to-earth financial, you know, groundedness <laughs> is why she may be homeless in a gutter <laughs> with a lot of makeup, and you are not. Yeah. Fair enough. Hashtag, you're better. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> So anyway, so she had gone the day before, and then I went with her really early that day so she can get in early. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in line for hours from 8 to noon. Oh. Maybe even 7.30 to noon. That sucks. Um, and that's where we created... So if you've ever been to New York Comic Con, or maybe even San Diego Con has something similar, but there's a room underneath the Javits that is clear is like super large and probably for loading, you know? Yeah. I think there's big doors in the end so people can bring in big equipment. Um. Me and my friends call it the cattle room mm-hmm. because it is just endless zigzag lines and you they just put people in there for things. Right. You know, there's a Nathan Fillion signing, so you're in this quadrant of the cattle room. Right. Um, you know, the main stage stuff where they're going to air the season finale of Futurama or whatever. The whole room's going to be for that. So that's where I had to go in the morning. And I was 100 people in, which is pretty good considering because... Yeah. By noon, I looked behind me, and that line went all the way outside the Javits. Yeah, of course. We've been in the line outside the Javits. Yeah. So That um, line is not a line. It's a clusterfuck. Right. So what ends up happening is that cattle room gets emptied, and then the people outside get to go in, and they when that year, we still had to go through the cattle room, which is ridiculous. So you right. go down an escalator, 
mm-hmm. and then you zigzag, and it's still moving, and you go all the way across the room, and then you're in. Yikes. Um, so that's nuts, and I hate that room. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. But I was I was new to it, you know, and I was like, I want to be there early, much like my Transformers feelings. Sure. Um, now that I'm seasoned, I'd feel like, not to toot my own horn, but um, like if you just show up an hour after the doors open... There's, like, no line. There's no line, right. The problem, of course, is if you want to see a 10 o'clock panel or something, yeah, you've got to get there early. And, honestly, it's going to be full. Right. doesn't matter how yeah, you get it. You it's going to be full. You've yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I feel like now I have a much more casual way of approaching Comic-Con in a way that I didn't back then. Like, back then it was, like, a decathlon. Yeah. Fill my backpack up with snacks. You know, wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Be prepared to be there till like, midnight. Right. Um... Now it's like we leave the place at 10, show up, hang out for a bit, leave, go get lunch, come back, leave at 8, maybe stay till 9 to watch an episode or two of Ranma. <laughs> that was the best <laughs> night of my life. You want to tell that story, what had happened? No. Okay, so I'm going to tell. Okay. So this was Amanda's first year um, going to Comic-Con, and she saw that um, in the booklet was a panel for Ranma, which is like this old cartoon slash um, anime manga thing where a boy and his father, who are kung fu fighters, get are like practicing in like some weird cursed river pond, something or other, and they fall into these respective cursed ponds and change form. Ranma becomes a girl. So the whole show... Uh, the cartoon is only called Ranma, I think. But um, essentially, what happens is when like the each character gets hit by hot water, they're one version of themselves, and when they hit by cold water, it doesn't matter. It's crazy. So we saw this panel. We went. And we didn't know what was going to happen. We're like, are they renewing it? Whatever. And it ended up being this really weird room at the very bottom of the Javits Center, way off in the distance, where they just screened the first two episodes of Ranma with like no mediator there was nobody to like introduce the whole thing just like a bunch of people came into the room sat down they turned off the lights and they just played two episodes of Ranma so we were there till I mean it was the last panel of the day in that room um but it was great awesome show yeah Jerry had never seen it which I'm sure you explained yeah um love I didn't explain it but I'd never seen it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know what the hell was happening. Yeah, I had no idea what Ranma was because he's a fucking noob. Like, Ranma's a classic. I mean, you're not that into anime. Yeah. I'm That's not. the thing. But yeah. Ranma is like a classic staple of anime culture. Yeah, let me tell you. I'm into a lot of things. Anime, I just never connected with. Like, yeah. you were watching Attack on Titan. Yeah. And I was like, I'll watch it. And I watched it. But, like, I'm not, like, stoked for season two. Sure. Um, and I'm not really excited for the live action movie. And there's a bunch of times where I've tried to get into anime, and I have a soft spot for Dragon Ball, but that's because that was on Cartoon Network when I and was. And Pokemon, you like age. Pokemon? I like Pokemon enough. Yeah, not like Dragon Ball. Okay. Right. I mean, and I like I like the first year of Pokemon. You know. Yeah. Everything before shit gets weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like particularly into anime. I have friends who are really into anime. I just like if I like a show, I like a show, and it's anime ness isn't really affecting that, I guess. Well, you're a big Sailor Moon fan. I am a big Sailor Moon fan. I really like Ranma. Um, 
I watched Princess Jellyfish recently. That shit was really good. I'm really into Madoka Magica. That shit was really good. But, like, I, I don't know. Some of the more off the beaten path right. kind of stuff I Yeah, my knowledge is purely from, like, Toonami. Yeah. Like, uh, right. <laughs> I think I, while you were watching Princess Jellyfish, I watched... Did you watch Cowboy Bebop? I never watched it. I, I never watched Cowboy watch Bebop it. either. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did watch Samurai Champloo. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Um, totally fine. Fun cartoon. It was nice to change it up from what I was watching or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Anime just never really got a thing with me. Did you ever watch Inuasha? That was on uh, Toonami, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Although I did watch. There was one that started with an M. That's helpful, right? I didn't watch Toonami, so I, I really wouldn't know. Damn, I forget. Sorry. But it was basically this guy who. I mean, I bet you it's the plot of like a thousand different animes, right? <laughs> but it's this guy who became the wielder of a magic sword and the sword kind of looked like a lightsaber okay with it though were these like fighters or um figures of importance that came with the sword to help the wielder protect the you know fight the demons or whatever gotcha they were hot babes oh so it's this young dude <laughs> with this lightsaber sword who like doesn't know what to do with all these attractive older women who are hanging out with him all the time or whatever um so like I watched that for a hot minute and Hamtaro. I never watched Hamtaro, but that's funny. Yeah, but again, if it wasn't on Cartoon Network, I don't really know nothing. I about watched it. like a couple episodes of a show one time that was on Netflix. Netflix's anime selection is pretty weak. Yeah, um, which is unfortunate. But uh, I can't, I don't remember what it was called. But the like plot of it was that these like preteen boys were like getting transported into a world where they were just like super hot women uh-huh. and like awkwardness ensued yeah yeah it was so uncomfortable i've never been more uncomfortable in my entire life than i was watching the like and i watched a few episodes right. so i was like i'm gonna give this a chance i want to see yeah oof tough there's one more anime i'll mention and like this episode of dangerous to go alone is definitely just a mixed bag of whatever the hell we want to talk about <laughs> yeah apparently. pretty much um called shin chan it is, oh. like, the ugliest artwork you've ever seen. Like, this kid is eyeballs and, then like, <laughs> just, like, a weird lump for a chin, cheek thing. Uh, but he's, like, always showing his ass. He's super <laughs> rude to his parents. His parents are kind of aloof. Um, and then there's, like, some weird bits where there's, like, a superhero involved. Like, totally random. Doesn't make any sense. It's a great show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <clears throat> that's, a, that's, like, a Friday night kind of your done with your week kind of show to watch yeah yeah okay so that's ranma so anyway comic-con <laughs> so i guess what i'm saying is if you're new it's great to you know go in fully committed you know go hella yeah. early see everything you could possibly see stay as late as you can but um i also feel like there's so much going on at Comic-Con, like, it's very rare that you'd be into it yeah. all, you know? Oh, yeah. So don't bog yourself down with trying to see every panel. Because, honestly, that's, like, unless you're a huge fan of that particular thing, yeah. there's no point in committing yourself to waiting in line for that room, sitting in the room, it's whatever. true. Um, the showroom floor is awesome. Yep. A lot of, like, you see, that's where all the cool cosplayers are. Yep. A um, lot of swag. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda has this sweet... Sailor Moon poster. Yeah, that totally Jerry got me for free. Totally free. Yeah. I should have told her I paid millions for it. But it's a pretty good poster, especially for free. Yeah. I mean like someone would have paid for that. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, but there's like a lot of cool stuff, you know. Um, and then Artist Alley. On Artist Alley is really great. Where so there's, I love Artist Alley. That, it's this mixed bag where there are like fan artists there. It seems like, um, you know, people who will draw. There'll be like eight booths with different iterations of like Link. Sure. Right? Um, and I don't know who those people. Well, are. Well, I think those people are actually artists. They just like I, I mean, like just artists who bought a booth who do art. Right. Who know that pictures of Link are going to sell. Sure, but there are also proper comic book artists there. Yes, correct. Um, four years ago, maybe, Fiona Staples was there, who is the artist for oh, Saga. Oh, man. And she was doing commissioned artwork. What? Yeah. How and, much was it? Oh, I don't know. But I would have paid. I would have paid 100 I bucks. I would have paid. 100 yeah. bucks to yeah. have her draw me something. Because um, she's Fucking, so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and she's never been back. And, I mean, Saga probably blew up significantly more than it was. Yeah. And I felt I like Saga so. was a big deal at the time. Um, but she's – but so there are gems like that. And there are people you go and you say, hey, can you draw me this character I like a lot? And they'll yeah. draw it and they'll you come back in a couple hours and it's done and you pay a good chunk of change. But it's worth it if you really like that artist. Yeah. Yeah, um, we have friends who do that. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. And then you get to meet the artists too sometimes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's cool. literally a one-of-a-kind artwork. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So it's awesome. Um, yeah, so there's different ways to go. I mean, so Amanda and I are going one day this year. Yep. And we went into the ticket-buying process knowing that. We did. Right. So we weren't disappointed when everything was sold out, but everything was sold out by the time <laughs> we got there anyways. So we're going Saturday, and we're going in a different way than at least I had ever done. Because mm-hmm. we're going to cosplay. We are. Now, Amanda kind of cosplayed her first year. Yeah. And, you know, she'll she'll play it off or whatever, but I think it was awesome because, one, she'd never been to Comic-Con. <laughs> so she's like, great, I'll wear this Link shirt, I got the perfect boots, and I got these pants, and I'll wear my Link hat. And she, like, went. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I went and I had my backpack full of fucking snacks and all that kind of stuff or whatever, but Amanda's like, I'm just going to go as Link. Did you really think I was cool? Yeah, I was like, that's so awesome. <laughs> like, she's she's totally in it, you know. last And then last year you were a little bit more practical about it. Like yeah, we went like two I days. Did. Yeah, so yeah we, went. I, we hadn't come up with I hadn't come up with a good cosplay idea, and I just decided yeah. against it. Yeah, um, and honestly, I probably wouldn't have cosplayed this year at all had we not done our Halloween costume last year. Oh yeah, which was Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, I'm into Halloween and Vanilla Bond Sweet. Yeah, we were very cute, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a little fat, but. <laughs> Well, I, well, and this is interesting, too, when you talk about cosplay, because when I, when I made that choice, like, part of the reason we chose to be Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope is I'm not like, that kind small. Of fit us, yeah. But, yeah, like... I'm bigger than you. You're, you're a big dude. You have dark hair. And I have dark hair. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a skirt. And I, and I owned a skirt, yeah. I and, the, yeah, the costumes seemed yeah. kind of simple. Like, I always go for something kind of simple. Like, I can't be some crazy anime character where I have to build some crazy sword and all this stuff, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, like, that's how it starts. Yeah, that's true. Everybody goes is like the thing you could wear a t-shirt as. Yeah. And then the next year you incorporate a thing. Yeah, you up it a little more. I mean, give it five years. We're going to be professional cosplayers. Exactly. We're going to go as the Geico Gecko. You're going to be the only fucking giant brown fucking cosplayer there ever was. I mean... (laughs) Who will you play? I was going to say, that couldn't be... (laughs) More true. More wrong. I'm sure there are tons of huge brown dudes who cosplay. Um, Yeah, but we're going as Nathan Drake... And Lara Croft. We are. And it's going to be fun. It will be fun. But also easy stuff. You know, we did have to buy yeah, pretty, we, pretty much everything we are wearing we had to buy. Yeah. But it's stuff that we can and probably will wear on our regular days. 
Yep, mostly. Kind of off mic here, I do kind of want to look at my gun holster. I think it's a little tight. Okay. So I'm going to try to figure out a way to make it a little bit longer. Okay. I'm a big guy. Yeah. And it's a tiny gun holster. <laughs> you ever, That's what she says. <laughs> it's like fat guy in a little gun holster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Great. I, get, um, I understand what you're worried about. Thank you. Your masculinity. Yeah. I haven't even shown you the gun. <laughs> Is it's it really so small? cool. It's not so really small. It's okay. not really big either, but it's really cool. Okay, again, unrelated to anything. Let me tell you about this gun, Amanda. Okay. okay. And everybody listening at home could get super stoked about my cosplay. So it's bright green and orange. Mm-hmm. So it looks like a toy. Right. When we get there, I'm going to keep it in a bag. Yeah. Until I get into the con, and then I will pull it out or whatever. Um, because I think walking around the streets of New York with a gun and a holster could lead me to be murdered by police. Yeah, that's smart. So... Um, you pull the trigger, it makes a sound. No offense to the NYPD. Don't come after me. <laughs> You're white. I'm You're worried. Safe. I'm so worried. <laughs> um, so you pull the trigger and it makes like an electronic sound. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can attach a silencer on it. Oh, Jesus. Which I'm not going to bring. I'm just going to bring the bear gun. You can attach a silencer and it like triggers a different sound. Wow. And it sounds like it's like, this is only five bucks, Amanda. <laughs> I was losing money by not buying this thing. Oh, my God. Uh, I almost got a bigger version. That Someday was you're going to come home with like a fucking, I don't even know what, like a, like a pet giraffe. You're going to be like, I was losing money by not yeah. buying this thing. Honestly, our life moving forward is going to be like Family Guy. Oh, my God. You're going to be like, how did you get a rocket ship? I'm like, well, it's very simple, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I traded in these magic beans, yada, yada. That's yeah. exactly true. Um, anyways, so that's what I want to do. But So we're going as cosplayers, so kind of different. So we'll be commuting in cosplay and all that jazz, as that's opposed true. to before when we're going as, like, you know, these, like, Comic-Con campers where we've got, like, two backpacks and we've got extra water and we've got Lunchables and we've got, gra- <laughs> you know, cookie grams or whatever. <laughs> None of these things have we ever had, but sure. I used to bring uh, Teddy Grams. Nice. And Lunchables. Uh you're more of an adult, so we bring sandwiches and <laughs> regular cookies, but, you know, whatever. We don't bring cookies. Um, we will. No, I have to look good in my Lara costume. This is, like, my last week of, like, I'm not eating food. <laughs> but you can eat cookies day of. No, I will look fat day of. I see. Okay. That's fine. Cookies when we get home. Fine. I can't eat that day. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay, so we've gone through how to go as, like, a fully committed... You know, person, you show up mad early, stay mad late, make sure you bring a lot of provisions because the food at Javits is super expensive. Um, however you're going, you should try to bring an external battery charging pack, of which I've got. Yep, so good I've got advice. Covered. But yeah, I mean, there are free charging ports, but everybody's going to be using them. So. Yep. Uh, the Javits gives free Wi-Fi for like an hour. Yeah. So It's kind of an annoying system. Yeah. And you have basically no cell phone service when you're down in the panels because it's like under... 10 feet of concrete yeah that's always unfortunate when we're trying to find our friends <laughs> yeah so not so good so just be aware of that um lots of kids bring their ds's because there's lots of lines not just kids well nick and maggie brought their ds's last well i'm year. gonna call everybody who goes to comic-con kids <laughs> oh, okay. because they're all kids at heart okay I see. um but everybody fucking brings their ds so if you yeah, care do. about street pass whatever that is or if you want to play some impromptu pokemon battles first year we're going where pokemon goes a thing Oh, interesting. That being said, I mean, there can only ever be so many things happening at Javits. I, I also honestly think... feel like there's only one thing. Yeah, you're probably the Javits, right. Yeah. And I also think people don't care about Pokemon Go anymore. I, I had that thought today because I'm still playing it but pretty But the hard. people will cosplay as it, though. I think they will. Like gym leaders. Well, we saw that really great cosplay on the internets 
of somebody as a Pokestop with a lore. That's on true. It. That was really awesome. That was a yeah. really yeah. awesome. Yeah, so I think we'll see a couple of those. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if you want to go as like a, a specific fan type, right? There are other things I suppose too. Like as annoying as it is, you got to show up super early for your panels. You know, yep. maybe two panels before. Yep. Um, and if you happen to get in early, that's great because most of those rooms you could stay in and then just move up as the panels end. Yep. Um, but you kind of got to do it like we tried to go to a Sailor Moon panel. It was not going to happen. Yeah, it was you not going to happen. Um, Which is fine. T- and, it, and that's the thing too. Don't have your heart set on it. And if you do, then be prepared to lose a day. Right. There's a great story where two of my friends were in the line for the main stage room. I've never been in there. It's it's tough to get in. Right. And Saturday is like the day. Mm-hmm. This particular Saturday had Walking Dead, then the Avengers, which was like that was the same year that the cast was at San Diego Comic Con. Yep. So everybody was like ready for New York Comic Con for that cast to be there again. Right. And then um some other big thing. I don't know. But it was like three huge panels in that room. My friend showed up at 10 o'clock in the morning to get in for like a 2 o'clock panel. Mm-hmm. And they were in that room, the cattle room, yeah. all day. Yeah. And it wasn't until like 6 after they had missed one panel and were firmly denied access to the second panel that they were like, we wasted our whole day. And that's like 80 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so they spent 80 bucks to wait in the cattle room and didn't get to see anything. Right. <clears throat> so don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just be prepared to skip out on panels or you have to like commit you know that room you probably got to show up at six o'clock and you're just in that room all day or have interests in things that people don't care about like women and video games and you can get into those panels yeah we were at a cosplay panel last year actually that was kind of bare super empty yeah and it was, and was interesting kind of interesting yeah, yeah. that the peter griffin cosplayer was there he was there yeah. yeah he was good yeah what's great about it is he's got the voice he's got the voice he doesn't have to yeah. And he does. But he has yeah, it. It's yeah. It's so it is so great. Um, if you go as an actual comic book buyer, there's also key times to go. Thursday is a great day because it's very empty and most people don't take off work. And Sunday is a great day because it's a shorter day and it's considered kids' day. The big panels happen on Friday or Saturday, so if you're looking for more floor space and you gotta carry luggage around or whatever, those two days are probably your better days. Yep. We have friends who are only going those two days. Yep. Um what else? What else? Bring cash. Don't spend it all in one place. Shop around. Yeah. You can definitely bargain with those people. Yeah, for sure. It's like a big street fair. Yep. Um, and bring food, honestly, because that food's expensive. And not good. Yeah, I remember... I've never eaten there, but I've been told. I think the year that... You, your first year, the day before Adam, my brother, went with me. Yep. And we paid for chicken fingers. Ugh. Oof, it was like 11 bucks a chicken finger. <laughs> crazy yeah i mean i guess the thing that i really want to say about comic-con and this is sort of a non sequitur but uh, the thing that i love about it and the thing to tie in the other stuff that we did the lines we waited in to talk to kevin smith and you know meet Kristen chenoweth or whatever um the thing i really love about comic-con is like the second i get there it's like a feeling like no other i can't even really describe it but i walk into this room full of people and like you said, there are people there who are into so many different things. So many different things. But for some reason, I walk in and I always get this feeling of, like, home. It's sort of like a cheesy way to put it. But it's like, I feel like I'm among my people in, like, some way that that doesn't sound stupid. 
But it, but I really do, and it's a feeling that I like. Not to get super political, but it's a feeling that I wish I had about America, mm. where I could feel that way just walking down the street and, in New York or whatever, and be like, "My fellow Americans," you know, because because I really do like, and I'm not saying I haven't bumped into an asshole or two at Comic Con, but like, I just feel like all these people are here and they love this stuff, and they're just here to love this stuff, and mm. I feel like I would take a bullet for them. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And I feel like they take a bullet for me, and it's like a good feeling to know that like we're there and we're on each other's side, even though nobody says that. Yeah. And I don't feel that way walking down the streets in America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my first two years going, I definitely used to get like mild depression after Comic-Con. Yeah. Because it's not... And honestly, I think... And you can answer for yourself, I suppose. But sure. personally, like I've never been ashamed of the things I'm into. But you just know when it's appropriate to talk about it or not. You know, um, what's great about Comic-Con is, you know, I can walk around the mall here and wear a Star Wars shirt and it's whatever. But, like, I can go to Comic-Con and wear a Star Wars shirt and people will be like, that is an awesome shirt. Even if it's the fifth time they've seen that shirt. Yeah. Because they love Star Wars that much. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I mean, ashamed is kind of a strong word. Yeah. but, But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like, I don't know. And, and it's not my whole self either, because there's other parts of myself right. too, of course. But like, there's a, a an amount in which I feel like when I'm there, I can just be me, among people who are just being them. Yeah. And we're all cool. Whereas like when I'm at work, I don't know. Like my bosses always ask me about the stuff that I'm into, and they care that I go to Comic Con and stuff, but they don't know. Well, there's and a part I feel where you stupid. know that. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's not great. Well, I was gonna <laughs> say there's a part too where like they're just not gonna get it. Yeah. And that's fine. But, like, why waste the time? Yeah. So they're like, oh, tell me about this thing. And you're like, okay, well, broad yeah, strokes, it's not that's worth what it, it is. Right, yeah. And then you walk away. But you don't tell them that. Yeah, I didn't get anything out of it. You've watched everything out of it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I will like say, too. I spent all my time thinking about this. Right. Yeah. And I will say, game. it's, like, really great when you are into something that's niche. And then you find that other person or group of people that are into it. Um, I mean, Majora's Mask is not a niche thing. No. But we saw an awesome Skull Kid last year. He was so good. That wasn't last year. It was two years ago. Because I was dressed as Link that year. I see. And him and I had our, our like, yeah. a fake fight. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's right. Yeah, it was two years ago. But um, funny. But it's, like, awesome. Because you don't go to Comic-Con thinking you're going to see this video game villain. Right. Right? But you do, and it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I saw a really great lady who was Barf from Spaceballs. I know you don't like Spaceballs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And, you know, she was a bigger lady or whatever. But she looked awesome. And she was very happy to be there the way she was. And everybody loved taking pictures of her. And it's just, like, really great. Because, again, Spaceballs is an old-ass movie. So who would think that someone is going to do that? Yeah. No, totally. So, here's a little behind-the-scenes, guys. The dog is digging into the couch. It's okay. She just got thwapped. Gave her a little thwap. Is she doing it again? No, she looks so dejected now. Yeah, well, she She, just got hit in the face. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, And she didn't really get hit in the face, guys. She didn't really get hit in the face. But she has, has like, a slight allergicness to her doggy food right now because she has diseases. (laughs) She's fine. (laughs) But she gets itchy. Well, I'm saying that's what she was doing. She's itchy. Right. So Amanda beats her dog when it's itchy. (laughs) That's not true. And she's digging into the couch because that's something she does, not because she's itchy. Anyway, it's fine. But totally about this lady who was dressed. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. So 
Um, yeah, and that's my favorite thing, just to walk around and, like, soak it all in, yeah. you know, and feel, it's, it's again, like, all this sounds really cheesy and cliche or whatever, but to, like, feel like you're not alone and you're, I, I don't know. And, of course, a million people in this world love Zelda. It's one right. of the most popular video games of all time. The fact that I have a Zelda 2 doesn't make me a weirdo. Yeah. But in normal society, it kind of does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when I'm at work, it kind of does. So, uh, yeah, it's just, you know. Yeah, no, and, I mean, honestly, it's... We're far enough away from it, like, considering last year, that we can kind of idolize it or whatever. But sometimes, like, during the day, it's like shit, right? It's shit, yeah. Um, you're in a room, and no one's moving forward, and you don't understand yeah, why. And then you hurt. get there, and you, you realize it's because day. two people with wing costumes are standing in the middle of the room talking, you know? Right. And it's annoying. People smell, you know? <laughs> sure. People are sitting where they shouldn't be sitting, and you're tripping over their shit, you know? Yeah. Um, you bought a poster and your poster tube keeps falling off your shoulder and that's annoying as shit. Or you didn't even bring a fucking poster tube so now you gotta spend 20 bucks on a piece of cardboard so your rolled up poster doesn't get bent. Bring a toaster tube. Bring a toaster, guys. <laughs> bring a toaster. <laughs> bring a poster tube. Yeah. Uh, and if not, they do have some affordable options, but like, yeah. just get it. Get a fucking poster tube. Get a fucking poster tube. Um, if you're gonna buy posters. Yeah. No, so there's bad. I mean, again, say you're really committed to that thing that you want to see and that line is just too long and you don't get in. That's total yeah, bummer. bummer. So there, there are things that are terrible about it, but there is definitely like an overall positive vibe. Yeah. Um, and not to end everything kind of on a downer or whatever, but New York Comic Con has like a lot of positive like cosplay consent rules. They do. But it is like an unfortunate reminder all the time of how terrible people can be. Yeah. Um, like their slogan is cosplay is not it's consent, not consent right. uh, which is great because a lot of characters, especially female characters are scantily clad. So when people cosplay as them, they are scantily clad. Um, and you know, they feel, who knows, they can feel more comfortable dressing that way because they're the character, right? There's like a very cool thing that this character allows you to do. But that being said, it's not like they're inviting people to treat them in such a way, Right. right. Um, BuzzFeed does this really sad article every year from like it's all the different conventions where somebody there will give a dry erase board to somebody who had something terrible said to them and they'll write it and they'll stand there and they'll post Mm -hmm. it and it's like super sad all the time so um, you know there are these glaring reminders that humanity is also like the worst it's true it's really true Um, so if anybody touches my butt I'm pulling out my fake gun you got it. And I'm going to shoot them in the face. What if I touch your butt? Be prepared to be shot in the <laughs> face with a fake plastic gun. Damn it. Yep. Um, yeah. So that that was kind of a downer, but I think it's just important to note. No, it is important know? to note. I mean, yeah. I'm, again, I make it sound really magical and, and fruity or whatever. <laughs> but um, I mean, it half is and it half is like but yeah, I mean, a cesspool. Well, it's, still, it's yeah. still humanity, right? right? The same way that... The thing about it is it feels really different than being on the street of New York, like I was saying, but it's actually not any different because I'm walking down the street with the same people who are in that room, quite honestly, yeah. you know, and it's just, you don't see them that way because they're not dressed yeah. like fucking whatever they're dressed as, you know? And I'm totally, totally generalizing and making guesses based on people, but like nerds aren't necessarily the most social people. Right. So you put them in a room that's full of other people, and it's possible that some of them don't necessarily know how to behave. That's very true. So, yeah, they're just these odd things, you know, people cutting in line, you know, people grabbing things out of your hand or whatever, vendors trying to upsell things because they think you don't know what you're talking about. Right. 
Like, there's also the shitty things, but try to take away that positive vibe of being around people who care about stuff as much as you care about stuff, whatever that stuff is. Broadway has a convention. They uh, do now, Broadway Con, Con, yeah. Um, There's a book con, you know. We've been talking about going to PAX, which is a video game convention, PAX East. Um, Wizard Con is like a big specific cosplay convention. So, like, there's types of gatherings for whatever your fandom is. And um, part of why I wanted to do this show as a general geek and nerd thing is because you can geek and nerd out about anything you want. Yeah. And you and I have different things. And you like theater a lot more than I do. But you definitely geek out about it when it happens. Yeah. So I'm hoping for the day where there's like a big theater geeky thing. That's the whole episode. <laughs> sure. Um, which would be great. But that's, I mean, I guess that's the that's the point I'm trying to make, though, with this tangent. It's just to like, it's a great place for you to be with people who care about what you care about. And just keep that positivity going instead of like letting humanity creep in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, you and I had different experiences in our childhood and stuff, but I was always really into theater since I was, you know, 14, maybe 13, mm. maybe even 12, I don't know, something like that, and um, it's hard, it's a, it was a hard thing to be into in my town, and probably anywhere, because there just aren't that many people that are that into it, and I, I did have, like, maybe one friend who's pretty, still to this day, pretty into it, so she sort of knew, um... But we didn't really get along that well for other reasons, so she wasn't, like, the perfect friend to have. So I sort of retreated onto the internet because the internet existed. Right. And I found these people because these people exist in the world. They just didn't live in my town, which right. is all I knew when I was 14, you know. And uh, I've made a lot of friends that way that I hang out with in real life today. So, you know, but it, but it is. It's just about feeling like a part of something and, like, you're not the only one who's into whatever this weird random thing is. And maybe there's only ten of you on the whole world, but, like, the ten of you belong together, you know? Hopefully you like them. Yeah, hopefully you like them. Not always the case. <laughs> um, I guess let me just say one story, quick story. Yeah. I was in a panel for, I want to say it was New Marvel, um, which is like a relaunch of the Marvel Universe in comic book form. You know, they had one of those events in the comics that was, like, altering reality and... Was this last year? Last year, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was there with you, right? You were yeah, there okay. with me, yeah. I remember this. Um, so, whatever. A lot of people were in that room, and people with specific, you know, if you like Spider-Man, maybe you're in that room, or if you like all of Avengers, you're in that room, whatever. It doesn't matter. Sure. So, there was a kid sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. He was wearing an Infinity Gauntlet, which is a big yellow glove with gems in it. Right. And people on the panel were talking, and if they said anything that could be perceived as an error, like a or like a misspoken word or something like that, this kid was like on the up and up of his knowledge and right. would mumble it to himself. Right. And then they did something where they were like trying to take volunteers from the audience, so he stuck his hand up with the infinity glove and they didn't pick him, so he was grumbling to himself. Right. And then someone's cell phone went off, and he recognized the ringtone, so he said it. Yeah. Um. That was a weird kid. <laughs> that's all I have to say about it. It was Uh-oh. just, it was really weird. And But I mean, like, that's who you run into. I wasn't mean to him or anything, and don't be mean to him, but that you're going to run into weird people. So if your fandom is only 10 people big, that kid is in that fandom, maybe walk away. He was a fucking weirdo. I mean, uh, <laughs> this is going to be horrible so to say, but it, it, 
based on all of that information, it sounds like you might have been on the autism spectrum, in which case I don't think you should be teasing him. I'm not teasing him. Okay. I just don't want to be his friend. <laughs> oh, yikes. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, listen, I get it. I know that was the Metal Gear ringtone. Right. Don't tell the room full of nerds. Half of us know. Um, it's just one of those weird things where, like, sometimes I call it, like, a comic book store elitism. A hard part. Like, oh, it's yeah. hard for me to go to comic book stores sometimes because, like, they all know each other and they're all friends. And you go in and, who you know, who knows what is who into what or whatever. That was a barely a sentence. But, yeah, you know, um, so you ask a dumb question. And it's not dumb. Not dumb to you. You don't know. Right. Um, but especially because comic book stores are owned by individuals. Yeah. Sometimes you get, like, a bit of a, a sass. Right? Yeah. Well, you were saying that, too, about, like, board game shops, right? Same like, if you want to go yeah. to a board game shop and get Settlers of Catan, people are going to be rolling their eyes at you Right, they're like, Catan. oh, you're a casual. Oh, you know? yeah, Catan, yeah. Good. Um, so, yeah, I feel that way, honestly, just going to GameStop all the time. But I think that's too. a woman thing. No, but that's true, too. I also feel that way because I went in asking a question about Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And the dude was helpful, but there was, like, an air about it. Yeah, it was, like, an like air of condescension. Yeah, like you didn't pick up Overwatch yet. Well, and it's funny, too, because, like, it depends on the the person you run into. Because I went into... I normally don't go to GameStop by myself. I bring Jay Ray and let him do all the talking. But I I went in and picked up a copy of Life is Strange for myself one day. And there was, like, a girl... First of all, there was a girl who worked at the GameStop. It was very exciting. She was very pretty. I was very into her. And... When I brought this game up, she said, first of all, she asked, is this for you? Which I think is always a fair question. Like, you don't know why somebody's in the shop buying something for their kid, for their brother, right. for their boyfriend, for their whoever, you know? Um, and, and I was like, yeah. And then she was, like, recommending me this other game because she was she liked Life is Strange. Right. And she was recommending something else. She was like, oh, yeah, you know, if you like this, you should check out this game. It's also really good. It's kind of similar, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's going right. on in this thing? And it was a great experience where yeah. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I can, like, have a conversation with somebody about stuff that we like. Right. But it's tough because it's, it's not even that you come in and say the, like, the thing, like, Overwatch mm-hmm. or whatever. It's that... You come in and you say something that that person happens to think is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, if I worked at GameStop and somebody came in wanting to buy Call of Duty and they were a fucking shaven head white dude with big muscles with a fucking monster energy drink in their hand, I'd be like, this guy. You know? I would not want to talk to him. And I would probably be rude to him as a result. Not on purpose, but, like, in this subconscious way, I would be like, yeah, of course he's fucking buying Call of Duty. Wow. You know? I know. What a jerk you are. I know. I know. I am. But no, I'm just saying, okay. I feel like this happens. I felt that way when people came into Blockbuster where I used to work being like, hey, can I rent fucking Dragon Wars or something? Yeah. Which is like the worst movie ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you can't not have judgment about it because you have feelings and opinions. I mean, it's why you work at those things. places, right? Because right. you're a fan of it. Because you're a fan of video games. So if some girl comes in and buys Life is Strange and it wasn't a girl behind the counter selling me this game... Dudes are gonna roll their eyes at me like, oh yeah, she wants to play Life is Strange. Of course she does. Yeah, but not really, right? Because like, life, it's not like fucking Barbie makeup, <laughs> 2016. Like Life is Strange is like an indie game. Yeah, you had to hear about it from sure. somewhere. Sure. Um, and that being said, I mean honestly, I haven't sp- spoken to everybody who works at the GameStop near your place, but right. there is that ginger fellow who's there all the time. Yep. He's a very nice guy. He is really he nice. He helped us find Tales of Zisteria. He did. And you spoke that whole time, because I don't know what the fuck's Tales yeah. of Zisteria. <laughs> I do try to bring you into those conversations. I know. Because I want them to know that, that you're not... That I'm not just your girlfriend. Well, and not only that, but like because I know you have this thing where you feel like you're the girl. Yeah. But like, how are you going to break that 
Image. Can't break it. No, you can though. <laughs> if you don't go in there. Because, like, Amanda fucking goes in there, and we're in line, and she's holding my arm, and she's rubbing her nose against my shoulder as if she's some uninterested That's just how we girlfriend. stand, always. I understand <laughs> that. But I'm just saying, like, you're because you already take that passive role, like, you're not breaking the mold of, like, like what if I was the one who didn't like video games? Like, let's yeah. go to GameStop and do that one time. Okay. Okay? Let's like, I'll go it. in. We'll I'll, tuck, <laughs> I'll tuck my shirt in. I won't wear a geek shirt. Okay. You know, buttoned up and shit. I don't know. wear my glasses all high and wonky. And, um, yeah, you'll be talking. I'll be like, what is that? And you'll be like, oh, it's this thing. I'll be like, okay, well, what's that for? And, it's, you know, and you'll be like the pro, and everybody will be like, oh, my God, this girl knows what's just going on. I don't want them to like me. Her boyfriend's a square. <laughs> this is the problem when you're like, not, we're getting super on a tangent here, but this is a problem when you're a, a gamer girl, right? Mm. It's like you get two things. You get condescended to yeah. because people think, like, you're a girl and you don't know. Or people look at you like you're the mother of their children. Yeah, but you are. <laughs> You the, are you are video game Gaia. I am not the mother of anybody's children, not even your children. That's true. That's so gross. I don't want to be looked at like that. Both those things are equally bad, is what I'm trying to say. And it, it's it's really hard to like just have somebody who would just have a conversation with you. I mean, listen. So okay, continuing down the train of this podcast, not being about <laughs> anything in particular, conversation that we have all the time though is like something has to be done. I know who out of your friends is in a better position to go into a GameStop and buy what they want to buy because you fucking know what you're going to buy. Right. And if you're not going to do that, then you're not doing a service to the other girls who want to do that. You're right. Um, And that's why I try to incorporate you because I don't, (laughs) I want them to know that you know what you're talking about also. Um, and because just you like, want them to know that your girlfriend's super cool, no, so they'll look at me like I'm just, the mother of no, her children. They'll just, be so jealous of how Amanda hot your does girlfriend this, is. <laughs> no, Amanda does this dumb woman thing. Oh my god! Where she's at a register, and the person behind the register will be like, "Do you also want to do yada yada, some additional service or some type of warranty Insurance, or whatever?" Right? Yeah. So instead of Amanda answering because she already knows she doesn't want it, why is she going to pay for that? She'll defer to me because who knows why. No Society. reason. No, there's no reason for it. And if she was Society. alone, she would have made that decision by herself. Yeah. Um, and I never pay for that stuff. I'll I just tell you want right to now. Know what you think? Now it's on digital recording. I never pay for that extra shit because I don't have enough money. <laughs> I was barely able to afford what we got. Yeah. So let's just take that as my universal answer, and now don't ever ask me ever again. Okay. And then you will be the most knowledgeable GameStop pa- uh, patron. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> okay. Whatever. That's been another episode of Dangerous to Go Alone. Who knows what it was about? I don't know what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Who knows what the paragraph's going to be about. about Comic-Con mixed bag. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Check us out on Tumblr at d2ga.tumblr.com. I feel bad that I memorized it because now I've taken it away from you. That's okay. Uh, But Amanda is the big poster there. Sometimes I'll chuck up a Destiny thing every once in a while, throw her off. You know, she'll be like, what is this shit? It does happen, yeah. So I'll do that. I've been thinking about writing, like, articles on there. Yeah, that's like fun. Like, blog posts or whatever. We were busy last week, but, like, maybe if I come up with some stuff, I'll post on there. I'd like that to be, like, our hub. Yeah. No reason to uh, go to other sites that don't get updated, you know? So, like, Tumblr could be, like, where people can communicate with us. But we're also on Twitter at uh, Danger Alone Pod. Uh, and that's it. You know, check out Broken Jars at XYZ for all the other shows. I am on the Office podcast show that comes out every two weeks, so check that out if you like The Office. Great, Scott. Great, Scott. And that's it. So thanks for tuning in. See you next week for our post-Comic-Con wrap-up show. Hopefully it's a little more focused than this one. Yeah. <laughs>
I think this was a great show. I think it was a great show, too. Honestly, sometimes we really scrutinize over what the show's going to be about, and it's great that we're focused, but sometimes it's nice to just fucking talk. Talk about some stuff, yeah. That's partially why we didn't do a show last week. Yeah, we didn't know what to talk about. So we just riff. Riff. Riff-raff. Okay, that's it. We're done. Bye. Later.